The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dangerous World Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by FloydHadItComing.com. You can go visit the website, donate $5, $20, or $50 to help the uh, Derek Chauvin Relief Fund. Um, Obviously kidding about that. But dude, what do you think about this trial that's going on right now? It's highly publicized. We're learning a lot of things that uh, weren't put out in the mainstream news. It's very interesting right now. Yeah, and it's it's typical lawyer stuff, lawyering that we're that we're seeing on display here. Um, both sides are laying out, I think, kind of what what we thought they would lay out. I mean, they they're, the defense is p- partly shaped by uh, by public opinion. I think if there's been enough time to build some kind yeah. of a, 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 a consensus saying like, hey, the public, the jury, uh, hopefully who is representative of which is is going to be making decisions based off of this and this um i don't completely go along with the uh with the the, the social justice warrior you know uh canon of of beliefs about how um how innocent each par- uh, either party was um although yeah. i do do think he should be brought up at least on at least uh, manslaughter because he's got three different charges on him um but so we'll, we'll what wait. about the what yeah. about the idea that um and and this obviously isn't what the entire episode is about but what about the idea that the uh Minneapolis police department the methods he used were fully supported in the the training you know what i mean like they were taught to do exactly what he did I mean, you can do something that you're trained to do and just at the wrong time. Now, I don't hold every single sure. po- police officer to account f- uh, to, to to know exactly what they're doing. And it's not being helped by any kind of push, I think, to to defund police. Um, but uh, it can be just that it can be something that, yeah, he definitely knows how to do. But if you if the police were looking not to kill this guy which that's an argument you can, we can have separately. I think people are having these, these discussions in their home anyways, without us. Um, yeah. But, but so that, that's, that's my stand, standpoint on it. You don't think he's going to get at least manslaughter though. Uh, you know what, man, I don't know. And the reason why I bring that up so early on is because we are talking about satanic rituals, uh, rituals that kind of harness 
people's energy, whether it's in small groups or whether it's a nation or a world for that matter. Um, I, I see a lot of similarities here with the OJ trial. Um, obviously we're going to get into this, um, later in the episode, this might be part of the Patreon extended version of, of this conversation, but, um, I mean, man, I think that it's literally set up right now to create chaos. Um, I think it's very possible that Chauvin gets off pretty much scot-free and it's going to burn the country down if that's the case. Uh, but I do, I do think it's possible he gets manslaughter. But the fact that I don't know if you heard in the beginning of the trial, the defense was asking the judge and the court to refer. Literally, I heard the recording of this. They were re, they were asking the judge to compare George Floyd to Jesus Christ at the beginning of the trial, and the judge said, "Absolutely not. We are not going to do that." So, and they're also asking for third degree murder. So, I think by by the, the defense asking for the moon they're not going to get what they want. You know what I mean? And, and unless this dude literally goes straight from the court to the electric chair, BLM and friends are not going to be happy with the outcome. Um, but with that being said, man, what we're going to talk about in this episode, we're going to run down a lot of things here. Um, and it's, it all ties together just because of the, like we said, the satanic ritual abuse, the satanic ritual harnessing. Uh, Little Nas X, this is something a lot of people are talking about right now. I, in my opinion, no one is very accurate about it. Um, I've been a a big follower of hip hop culture since I was in middle school back in the early 2000s. Um, So we're going to talk about him and his weird little shoes that Nike is trying to act like they're not involved with. The ice bucket challenge ritual, uh, along with like the black square uh, that, that everyone posted for BLM trying to raise awareness. Um, and then all these other social media trends. Super Bowl rituals, obviously, are really huge. We're going to get into that, too. And then uh, we're going to close out, um, possibly in the Patreon, uh, the Chauvin Floyd case, along with the OJ Simpson and how that kind of parallels it. Uh, so before we jump into it, man, do you have any thoughts on what's going on here? I mean, I think it's... Uh, let me just lay out that I don't... I think I can argue whether the, the the numerology the symbology and, and a lot of the things that we're going to talk about whether they actually have any 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 effect at all i think it's interesting though because rituals really truly do have so yeah. much power it's a, it's a matter of what you're claiming they accomplish but at very very least even in the, sure. the sociolo in the in the social science word uh world it's they're, they're powerful things i got one uh definition of, of ritual theory which is this idea that posits that we're we're all just performing rituals on a daily basis and this is how society Mm -hmm. goes around it says ritual theories assert that focused interaction which these theories refer to as ritual is at the heart of all social dynamics rituals generate group emotions that are linked to symbols forming the basis of beliefs thinking morality and culture people use the capacity for thoughts beliefs and strategy to create emotion-generating interactions in the future. And this cycle, interaction, emotions, symbols, then interaction, forms these patterns of interaction over time. And these patterns are the most basic structural force that organizes society. So there are people walking around even today thinking, uh, in, you know, in the high-level academic circles, thinking that at very, very least, uh, you can call everything that every person does on every level of society, some sort of ritual. Uh, but it, it is, of course, when the 
the deep deepest and darkest uh in our uh yeah in our in our society get a hold of these powers that we need to raise uh raise alarm bells so well and that's the thing dude like some people call things tradition right like a christmas tradition or a christmas ritual these words tend to get mixed up quite a bit what we're referring to here today is the dark art rituals right we're not talking about like uh, you know, before your favorite team plays a football game or baseball game, you got to make this certain food or you got to wear a certain jersey or whatever. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about things that you're participating in that you don't even realize you are. You may think that you're doing something that is, um, you know, a social justice uh, action or whatever, but you're participating in something that's very dark and, and possibly um, doing the exact opposite of what you intend. But dude, before even that, I was kind of researching some stuff about uh, this cicada whole thing that's going on because we, a lot of people think we're living in the end times right now, right? And the locusts are a big thing with it, with the Bible and the Bible crowd. And cicadas kind of seem like uh, a, a locust-like creature. And there's this type of cicada known as the brood X which is one of the largest groups known, possibly tens of billions, billions with a B, okay? Um, tens of billions of these things that have been asleep after uh, you know 17 years underground, they're gonna pop up in around 18 states across the United States, okay? And you can expect this in late May, uh, but it may vary just because uh, you know it's not a specific time where they all release. But I mean, this is this is going to really freak some people out dude these are those creatures that make loud noises in the summer but i mean it's it's very interesting that that's just another thing that's going on here yeah what we hear these things all the time in in tucson as soon as it starts heating up like the hotter it is the louder these fuckers get um yes yeah, so what's, what's going on here though is it's a it's a similar species uh, of cicada as the other broods it's just that these the nesting time of cicadas takes i think what you mentioned like 17 uh 17 to 20 years so we get this is this is the the group of eggs that have been laid you know in uh in in 2000 2003 2004 um so yeah it, there's there's a whole bunch of them and they they come out every year but it is scary just how big uh big these things are and yeah with uh, uh locusts being one of the seven plagues you can you can guess that anything buzzing and flying is going to uh, raise red flags in the minds of, of dooms, uh, doomsdayers. Well, and, you know, the thing is, too, like humans and animals, like, you know, especially larger animals, they like no one has to worry about the direct effects of these of these. We'll call them locusts just for this, but they are the cicadas. But no one has to worry about this, but they do eat plants and trees. And with tens of billions coming around. Is this going to mess with the food supply even more? You know, the food supply is already kind of under stress a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's really kind of insane. The amount that's just going to come out, dude. Uh, when when you stand under a tree full of locusts, the sound is like around 90 decibels. And by comparison, like I, I didn't know what this was. So I had to kind of look up what the 90 decibels would be. A motorcycle passing by you is 95 so um 95 decibels that is so if you stand under a tree of locusts that's reaching 90 decibels and you're under there for about 50 minutes or an hour you're going to have some permanent damage to your hearing so if this is going to go higher than that are people going to start going crazy <laughs> are we going to get some sort of zombie thing going on i mean you know there's there's the whole thing i think it's four hertz where this this sound actually messes with your uh like your rational thinking 
Um, there's, there's areas in China where wind blows through mountain passes and it fucks with the way people think. And it can make you do some like paradoxical undressing where like, if you're cold, you start taking your clothes off because you, your brain tells you that you're hot and you'll do self-harm in, in things like this. Crickets, if you're around too many crickets and the chirping from the crickets, that can actually mess with your brain as well. If, if, uh, uh, causing hemorrhaging and things like that, dude. So, I mean, what's going to, what's going to happen here, dude, they're going to be around for only like four to six weeks and then they're going to go away. And then their, their offspring are going to come back around in 2038. Uh, so, I mean this, this too, I know you have something to say right here, but they're going to obviously tell you that, you know, you can eat these bugs. There's this push from scientists to start eating bugs. And this is a, literally something that uh, I can't, this guy, Dr. Matt Casson, he's saying like, they taste like tofu. You can catch them. You can throw them in, in whatever oh, yeah. sauce you want. And, and it'll taste like whatever you, whatever kind of sauce you put it in. So um, I mean, man, something bugs about are... this just doesn't feel right. You know what bugs I mean? Are, bugs are the fu- food of the future. Are you actually, are you, are you weirded out by eating bugs by the prospect of it? Well, you know, I've done it before. I've done it not, not, uh, you know, literally for fun, not for, you know, uh, necessity or anything like that. We did it in Mount Lemon here, which is a big tourist attraction in Tucson. They've got like old Western shops. We had me and my sister, actually, we tried uh, salt and vinegar crickets. They're like the, the, the dehydrated yeah. uh, crickets. They weren't weird. I mean, me and my sister were kind of doing it as a joke. We were like cheersing it and acting like they were like shots, you know, and yeah. just eating them. <laughs> Um, th- it was fun, but I mean, it, it, if you have to eat them, it's just, it's dark, man. It, we're talking like Soylent <laughs> Green. We're talking Snow Piercer. I mean, it's not, it, it, we're human beings. We should be able yeah. to eat food that we want. Cuisine, right? We don't want to eat fucking crickets and dirt. We want to <laughs> eat like good stuff that is, that is actually like some things that you can't get if you're an animal. Um, but yeah, we'll go, dude, let's get into the to the we'll, topics that we wanted to get into tonight, man. Real um, quick, real quick. Everyone's real, talking about Little Nas X. Real, real quick about the about the ninety to ninety five decibels, though. I was I was just thinking like I'd be more worried about the like motorcyclists if this is the case, you know, like kind of if it if it's if it maybe explains some uh, motorcycle gang theory when they're just revving <laughs> revving along in that constant frequency has got got to be got to get to them, and you know that there's something that that just it shakes your body right when you get close to it like a nascar uh car or 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 a, or a nice ass harley or, or suzuki you know yeah or like a dragster like how you feel that vibrating in your chest yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i don't know i mean i don't know what that's going to do for for sustained periods of time you can even hear this in your home um like when you're inside you can hear cicadas outside and things like that so with the massive amounts of small noises that's obviously going to add up so we'll see you know what happens here I'm not too worried about this, but you know, again, who knows the year's 2021 and shit is fucking weird. So let's just see what happens. Um, but with little Nas X, dude, you've seen the video. Everyone's talking about this guy. Did you check the video out? I know this isn't your, your, uh, whole, you know, niche here, but what'd you think of it? Yeah. And what, yeah, but what, what, what about it was like really jumping out at you? I mean, I, I don't, I really am feeling the video. Like old, yeah. I really am feeling, uh, old mandish uh, about these tour. I don't, I don't get any of the symbology in 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 any of them until you bring them up. So what's what's popping out about uh, you about these videos? Well, so you don't see a problem and and not necessarily a problem. Uh, obviously, it's freedom of expression with art. But keep in mind, this guy, 
he advertises to kids. He is a, uh, you know, admittedly, his audience is elementary school age kids. Okay. Right. Um, Old Town Road was his first song that came out. And then he comes out as gay. And this is how we see, like, we see the same pattern with Miley Cyrus, right? Miley Cyrus comes out. She's Hannah Montana on, on uh, I think it was Disney. Um, you know, very wholesome, you know, just a, just a good old country girl, good old conservative girl hanging out with her daddy, a little sexual tension between Miley and her dad. But, you know, uh, the kids can't pick up on that until they get older. And then, you know, then she starts fucking uh, going ass to ass with little characters on TV. And, and it's just like, you know, it's going from like a pure, innocent figure to literally dancing with the devil. You know what I mean? In this case, dancing for the devil. Did you watch the video? Yeah, but I, again, what I what, so ex- explain though what you think the the problem is because the symbology just does, just doesn't hit my brain in the same way that it does for you. So, well, I I would say again, advertising to little kids, right? Um, doing doing the whole transgender thing that he looks androgynous in the video. He uh, you know, he's obviously a man, and uh, you know, sitting there right right in the beginning, he's in the Garden of Eden a snake comes down and, and tempts him, which, you know, that's all fine. That's, that's literally, that's art. I have no problem with that. But then uh, he dresses up as a woman, a woman, uh, actually women, I should say, because he's like three different women in the video yeah. walking through this made up city, uh, Montero. And um, then he ends up getting stoned to death and he slides down a stripper pole to hell as a man wearing thigh high boots um, I mean, if you don't see a problem with that, I don't know what's wrong with you. But I mean, like sliding down the well, hell, it's, it's just that he's I, literally, it's just literally that fucking the devil. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it, this is something like the XXX Tentacion guy that I was talking about with Chaz in in one of our uh, in the last episode we did with him. You have sex with the devil for your wealth, whether it's spiritually or literally, right? Um, people in, in the music industry, they have to satisfy someone that is above them in on this earth. And this is the idea with the Illuminati, how you move up through levels. Um, you know, people say that Rick Ross is one of these devils. Um, Jay-Z is obviously a big one, but, um, you usually have to do something very sexual with one of these figures in order to move through the levels, um, record label, uh, executives and things like this. So in this video, and I'll kind of break the video down here, but um, this lawsuit from Nike, in my opinion, is a complete, complete distraction, dude. How do you buy 666 pairs of shoes from a company and they're not questioning what you're doing with them? They knew exactly what was going on here. And this is Mischief that we're talking about. Mischief was the sort of boutique company that that bought these um, Air Max 97s from uh from nike and air max it's a classic shoe it's a it's something that i mean these were huge in the 90s the air maxes um so you know the whole the whole idea of going back and kind of circling um you know the the vintage clothes this has been huge this is what the hype beasts are all about right now and so buying these the 666 pairs of shoes from nike and then they're going to act like they don't know what happened. Dude, they're clearly trying to get attention off of the Uyghur uh, scandal and like how Nike and Apple are really kind of like their their heads are being held to the fire. I should say their feet because it's going to get a lot worse, man. I think people are really going to start boycotting. You have John Jones, one of the best fighters in the UFC, dissing Nike, saying, I'm going to burn all my Nike shit tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? And like a lot of people are just like, dude, fuck Nike. 
And it, it, I think that this backfired on them. I think that they were trying to make it seem like they were just part of the culture and they're just doing, you know, what is kind of cool. They're, they're out there. They're, you know, just making cool products. And then people realize really quick that there's more people that don't like the idea of a flesh and blood devil, right? They don't want someone that is, you know, representing the shit on earth. And uh, a lot of people are going to start not, you're going to see a lot less Nike on the streets. You're going to see a lot more cheap Nikes. I'll tell you that you're going to see a lot more Nikes and Ross and TJ Maxx. Um, but well, so well, let me, well, let me just kind of well, get in. What's real, real, quick, real quick, just to just to talk about though why I don't see. Were you going to break down this this video a little bit more, or? Yeah, I'll break it down a little okay, bit more. Go, go ahead, go. Um, ahead. But I was going to talk about the shoes more. But uh, what was your question? No, no, I was just going to say to to the to the to the the question of why I don't see anything uh, uh, really like jumping out as being nefarious is because it's like really, really, it's really, really open. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 kind of it's almost like the, like the, like the black Jesus kind of music videos. I personally don't have a problem with androgyny and I don't think that artists should concern themselves with the way that they, the way that they might perceived by be, be perceived by, by kids who, who happen to listen to them. I think that's, that's the parents, the, the, the parents job to keep them away from it. I understand that they're exposed yeah. well, to it, this, but this was the problem in the nineties, right? When the conservatives were really uh, concerned about uh, censorship and all that stuff. But again, I can't stress how much, I mean, this dude has kids choice awards. You understand? Like, this is a problem. I don't have a problem with being androgynous. If you want to, if you're a man and you want to do gay things, it's fine. Right. I don't have a problem with that at all. If you're a man, you want to chop your dick off and turn into a vagina. That's fine. That's your problem. That's your thing. But if you're, if you're out there and you have all this money and this influence two little kids, there's no one really that's, that's above 30 years old that's going to say that they enjoy little nas's little nas x's music it's all young kids man so that's the problem um but wait, with, but, with but, miley cyrus and hannah montana they were very very pure and clean until she got old enough to start doing some slutty stuff you know what i mean so this is this is my problem with it so the the problem is you're you're feeling that some set that some androgyny is being uh, ho- hoisted pushed on the kids, pushed onto the kids. Okay, I, 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 see, I see where you're coming from, but yeah, I see what you mean. Just so. like the drag, dra- the drag queen story hour, everyone was like, This isn't a big deal until the guy that fucking started it gets arrested for pedophilia, and then it's a problem, right? We need to start realizing what these people's agendas are before so many kids are lost in this, right? Um, I, but yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I want to keep going through the rest of the stuff here because we've got a lot to cover. But um, so with these with these shoes, right, um, as I mentioned, Mischief and Little Nas X partnered up, in my opinion, with Nike. They, they you know, Nike denies it up and down right now because they saw how hard it backfired. But there's 666 pairs sold for one thousand eighteen dollars each. OK, and let's just get into the numerology real quick. This is really brief of of one thousand and eighteen. You've got one zero one eight. So in numerological terms, you take one plus zero plus one plus eight, that equals 10. And then you break down that 10, you take the one and the zero, and that obviously equals one. And one is the number of the leader. That's the alpha number, right? And in numerology, you have one through nine, and then you have 11, 22, and 33. Those are your power numbers right there. 
So uh, with that being said, when you take 1018, you also have 10 and 18 right there in the number. Okay. And this is, this is kind of hard to follow when you're not having a visual. Um, but you take 10 and 18, you add those two together, even you get 28, two and eight end up going to 10, right? Two plus eight is 10. And again, you have your one plus zero in 10. And again, one, one is the alpha number. So no matter which way you break this down, numerologically speaking, you're going to get the alpha number. And so this is the perfect number for uh, just this energy, harnessing this energy of a leader of something that people need to follow. And again, when the kids are following this kind of subliminal messaging, this is where the problem is, right? So it's very weird, too, that you get the the total profit, you know, like the the gross sales, I guess I should say, um, not not counting taxes or anything like that. But you take 666 um, times 1018, you get the number 677,988. And I was looking at that number and I, you know, this is a bit of a stretch here, even for myself, but you take that number, that 677 comma 988, and you take the 988 and you subtract seven, or I'm sorry, you subtract 677 from it, which is, you know, the, the first three digits and you get 311. Now, 311, I know you guys know the band. A lot of you guys probably followed the band and appreciated the band in the 90s and the 2000s. But um, 311 is literally the number of expansion. And you're thinking, why is that? Well, again, you have three, and then you have the power number 11, or the master number 11. And so 311 itself is the number of expansion of plans, projects, or ideas. So, I mean, this is this is a very, very powerful number. Um and again, dude, uh, with the video, again, called Montero, or Call Me By Your Name, right? You know how they, ha- they in, in some of the older songs, they would always have, like, in parentheses, a little, like, uh, a different way that you can reference the song. But the entire song is called Montero, parentheses, Call Me By Your Name. It's a video about dying, going to hell. We kind of broke that down. Uh, but he's asking the devil to call him by his name. So little Nas X is saying, hey, devil, call me the devil because I'm the devil too, right? And at the end, he actually does become the devil by killing the devil. He breaks his neck after giving him a dick ride. And then he takes his horns off and puts them on. So he becomes the devil now. And the devil's horns are kind of like a crown, right? Or a corona. We're living in the, in the age of the corona, the coronavirus. We're living in this time. So, I mean, the, the, sim, the symbolism here is just so deep and it's, it's almost to where when I'm trying to break it down and I have, you know, a, a history of doing this, even to me, it's like, damn, dude, a lot of people aren't going to catch this kind of shit. Um, last, last little thought on this, Brandon, then I, you, we can get your take here. But there was a movie um, that I didn't know about because I don't watch this kind of garbage. But it was it was actually by the same name. It, there was a movie called uh, Call Me By Your Name with Army Hammer. And then there was another androgynous actor. I, I forget who he was. But this is kind of a nod to pedophilia. The whole song, Montero, is a nod to pedophilia. It's the movie, Call Me By Your Name, starring Army Hammer, was about a 17-year-old Jewish boy. And even being a 17-year-old, it was very, very immature for his age. And this is how they get around it, dude. It's like, you know, people that are people that, that don't have see a problem with 17 year olds, fucking 26 year olds. They'll be like, well, you know, he's he's got a year before he's 18. So but the problem was in the movie, this kid 
was very immature for his age. He cuddled with his parents. He had like little bratty lines and so on. So, I mean, it's, he's, he's, you know, got these, these homoerotic feelings about this 24 year old Jewish man. And they end up in the end, just kind of calling each other by one another's name. And, and that's where you get the title of the movie. And in my opinion, that's where you get the title of the song, man. I can, I can really see why, uh, the 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 conspiracy theory crowd is so an, like anti-globalists when they have to reconcile with the fact that the age of consent in in Italy and it's scary as shit but it's 14 nationwide yeah. actually yeah in germany it's pretty low too you know or is, yeah it is germany i think it's 16 but if it's 14 in italy i mean that's that's very interesting it was in a like lot when of, when you have it was in a lot that? of a lot of southern states too uh the age of consent is is lowered by a good three or two or three years if you're getting married too and that those those laws are a lot of them are still actually on the book too yeah like alabama i know is infamous for having uh having young young kids doing adult things unfortunately um dude i i don't know what your thoughts are on this man but i think the age for everything should be 25 you know what i mean whether you're going to the military smoking cigarettes drinking alcohol voting i mean the like the the left the leftists are trying to get 16 year olds to be able to vote. You know what I mean? Dude, I didn't know shit when I was 16. How the hell are you going to expect these kids to know what policies are good? They just see what they what the what the media is promoting to them and they're like, "Okay, yeah, this guy's cool because he wants us to be able to drink. He doesn't care if I fuck my my brother or my sister, you know what I mean? Like it's just gross, dude." So I, it, to me, I see all of this stuff as an attack on kids. And what we're going to get into here is the social media trends. That's clearly an attack on kids. Well, yeah, here, 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 before we move on to that, man. So here's a, here's an example. Again, I don't think you got to get to numerology to, to really see the, the dark side of, of music. I mean, we, we mentioned the, the satan- satanic pa- uh, panic that happened in the eighties and the nineties. And I just, it made me think of a, of a particular incidence because, it's so well renowned because it's it's almost like that uh it's such a such a scary ca- uh, case and you think oh man this this much must be the reason that these these men did these this terrible thing to this 15 year old girl so it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible case but i got to bring it up just because it has to do with with these satanic rituals so this elise marie Poller uh was murdered in 95 um by three men they were part of this band named hatred uh in california and thought hardcore yeah i know they're going super hardcore well the parents of the victim of elise sued the boys uh sued the boys obviously by by the state but they also pushed for a prosecution of the band slayer because they say in a couple of their songs like post-mortem and dead skin mask uh slayer talks about going through these satanic rituals in order to achieve uh, achieve success and whatever you el- whatever else you want in the world, and they the the parents were claiming that the murders were done specifically for that. This is kind of reminiscent of of the uh, the the Charlie uh, Charlie Manson case too, I think. Sure. Um, so the, you know, there are I don't know if this you know this being a satanic ritual is able to be like pointed out, but obviously these. Uh, these these trends and people have noticed them going back for a long time, but they don't notice them when they're as subconscious as you're saying that they are for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like kids are very highly um, they're moldable, right? You you can give them the the slightest subliminal message 
And without even knowing, they're going to follow them, dude. I, I think that we've all fallen victim to this kind of stuff. Um, and and yeah, you know, parents do need to be held responsible. I don't. It's a very very difficult thing to get into if you're going to start trying to blame Slayer for saying things like that. Because in my opinion, that is art. Now Slayer is very shady, right? They had that weird album called God Hates Us All that came out on September 11th, 2001, right? And we all know what happened that day, okay? So it, it's just very interesting when you start getting this kind of, um, these coincidences starting to follow over and over again. Now, I'm sure Slayer didn't pick that release date. It was likely their label, and the labels are probably owned by Jews. Let's just say that, you know what I mean? It's just very interesting. Um, it's obviously a joke, okay? But I mean, you know, it, it's to me, it's it's just crazy when you start getting all of this, these coincidences lining up over and over again. But dude, let's get into social media stuff, man, because this is where, in my in my opinion, this is like this topic alone, this ice bucket challenge. This is what made me want to get this episode going because this was fascinating to me. When I saw the ice bucket challenge, I thought it was stupid. Okay, I was like, okay, first of all, you're wasting water. Okay, we're in the desert here in Tucson. Ice is like gold. It's worth its weight in gold out here. Okay. I don't know if you've ever just had a cup of ice and just chewed on ice. Okay. But it's one of the best damn things you can do when it's 110 degrees outside. Okay. But anything that you have George Bush, George W. Bush, that is, and Lady Gaga coming together and joining forces, I would say there's some nefarious undertones. Okay. Because we have George W. Bush and Lady Gaga along with a lot of her fans doing this ice bucket challenge. And when you see Lady Gaga and the garb she was wearing while she was doing it, um, it looks dark, right? She can never just do anything like a normal person, right? This transvestite has to do anything dressed in all black, you know, minimal makeup with her bulge taped back, you know, it's gross. But, uh, you know, this, for those that don't know, I'm sure nearly everyone listening to us right now knows, the ice bucket challenge, it was to raise awareness for ALS, right? Um, it was essentially just pouring ice water over your head. Um, but it gets satanic when you start looking into like the three steps where you, um, you know, sort of sort of partake in the challenge. And ALS, in this woman's opinion, who I was researching, she says that ALS stands for Antichrist, Lucifer and Satan, just in this case. Now, the three steps to, to accept the challenge, you film the video, you nominate three people, again, three, um, post the video. So those are your three steps. Now, three is used to mock the Holy Trinity in a lot of cases. A lot of people in Patreon even, which we've been using, and we're guilty as charged with this. We have a $3 tier. I mean, this is just the way that, that I've seen people doing Patreon, so we kind of followed the lead. So are we participating in a satanic ritual on Patreon? I hope not. But it is what it is, dude, you know. Um, so another part about this, this uh, ice bucket challenge, it's kind of like you're baptizing yourself, right? Or if you have someone else do it, you're pouring water over your head. You're pouring ice cold water over your head. And dude, it's crazy that occult scientists actually say that you get the chills or you even get very cold when you're experiencing like a paranormal, uh, paranormal entity, paranormal activity in any way. That's one of the things that happens. The room gets cold. You get the chills. You start breathing fog. And uh, this is like a, a symptom of like being possessed or encountering a haunting. So um, when Oprah did it too, dude, she even says in the name of ALS. So think of it as in the name of Antichrist, Lucifer, Satan. 
and then the ice and, and the ice bucket challenge. So she pours the water over her head in the name of ALS, dude. You know what I mean? So this is the kind of shit that I love looking into. Uh, but if that's not enough, Brandon, and I know I know that you're always skeptical. Okay, one of the guys that co-founded this challenge named Corey Griffin. He actually died falling off of a roof the same night that he personally raised $100,000 for the cause. And if you remember, dude, Lady Gaga, who was a huge proponent of this thing, uh, her friend Lena Morgana died falling off of a roof as well. And a lot of people accuse her of taking Lena Morgana's personality. Lena Morgana was always the um, kind of the weird, eccentric, kind of dark personality and Lady Gaga always had the great voice, right? And these, these two were buddies. And Lena Morgana's mother was trying to sue Lady Gaga after Lena Morgana's death, saying, like, Lena Morgana's mom said that Lady Gaga tried to, that Lady Gaga's responsible for her death. So what are your thoughts on the Ice Bucket Challenge? Which, by the way, for the record, I think was stupid. So, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned a great point before we started recording here, that if you do the challenge you don't have to give money, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I have like a broader sick, like kind of just sickness when I start talking, when I start thinking about the amount of effort being spent to just simply raise awareness. Um, I found this one, uh, uh, um, so this one article by the Stanford social innovation review, it's called stop raising awareness already. And it was it was put out in 2017, and they list just these. It was listed. It was put up in February. It also just lists all the things that are made to be brought awareness for in uh, in February. So they've got uh, there's awareness for HIV and AIDS, right? Uh, teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. It's also uh, Singles Awareness Day, uh, American Health Mo uh, American Heart Month, the AMD slash Low Vision Awareness Month, National Children's Dental Health Month, International Prenatal Infection Prevention Month, African Heritage wow. and Health Week. <laughs> Could she, dude, there's a whole fucking list, obviously. You all know that like you Jeez. pick any day of the calendar and we've got some fucking stupid like Instagram or TikTok day named after it right now. But I think it's <laughs> it is to the point that that you made by just calling that out saying like, yeah, this is not actually putting money towards it. A lot of the money in these campaigns they just go back to feed more campaigns. It's not like a very, very small percentage of any kind of profit made during these awareness months, especially like the, what is it? The, the breast cancer awareness ones, those pushes, especially like hardly any of it goes into actual research. It just goes back yeah. into a raising awareness. And if you like, I'm not down with, with false, false flags or anything like that, but if you wanted to uh, convince a society that they were doing something about something that, they think is bad, but actually don't want to do anything about it. Well, just raising awareness is a really, really good fucking idea. I think. Yeah. Dude, you know, what's the worst part about it too is like, I bet you a lot, I bet you a lot of people that did the ice bucket challenge actually felt like they did something good. You know what I mean? We did something good here yeah. by pouring water over our face and just avoiding donating a couple dollars to actually help these poor people <laughs> affected by ALS. It's disgusting. Which I mean, we, and and whoever thought about that? Go ahead. Well, you know, the thing is, is you, it it is disgusting if it actually doesn't produce anything. I mean, we we talk about. I think we've talked in the last few episodes about just the commonality of rituals, um, and they just they're that that's just how we organize our, ourselves. And there are value. There is value to them. There is value to them. Obviously, like they they do bring well, us together. It's a it's a matter of 
how is that mechanism being harnessed, right? There's value to raising awareness, sure. But I mean, knowing about something only goes so far. You know what I mean? I know that there are burglars out there. I know that there's rapists out there. But just by telling people that it's going on, it doesn't really bring any value. It doesn't help anyone. The reason that we talk about the things that we talk about is because a lot of people don't know about the shit that we talk about. You know what I mean? Now, there's a lot of people that do, but a lot of people don't know about this stuff. And then when you educate people, that's the first step, right? Um, so, I mean, I, I feel like we're past the point with ALS and with cancer and HIV AIDS and all this stuff where instead of being like, I'm going to do a cool little dance or a video pointing, pointing to things on TikTok, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not about that anymore. But since we're talking and we're on this, this little, uh, you know, riff about social media trends and all that stuff. Do you remember the black square, the blackout Tuesday thing with BLM? Uh, just the hat, just the hashtag. Yeah, did you, you don't remember seeing a bunch of people post black squares on uh, Tuesdays? Dude, I am I am I am completely off social media, like almost almost completely off of it these days. So you got to tell me. Yeah. Well, so what it was, dude, like when BLM uh was was rearing its ugly head again back in uh, you know, the early 2020 months, um right after George Floyd was uh, you know, tragically killed, whether it was by Chauvin or by his meth his uh his little drug cocktail of meth and fentanyl and Percocets, allegedly, Um, you know, BLM was doing this whole thing where they wanted you to post a black square, whether it was your profile picture or just posting it every Tuesday. Uh, It was just a way to kind of raise awareness yet again. Right. And BLM square represents the, uh, the black cube, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions. Right. And I know you made that joke when we were doing that little skit where, uh, you were playing me and I'm like, dude, you can see the black cube, the black uh, cube on your phone. But you know that show Black Mirror? Everyone loves that show Black Mirror, dude. The reason they call it Black Mirror is because Black Mirror is your computer screen when it's off. That's a Black Mirror. Literally, uh-huh. you can see a reflection in it. And that's why they call that show Black Mirror. It's all about like transhumanism. It's all about the future. It's all about computers and technology. So the Black Mirror is your computer when it's off. Um, with that being said, though, uh, a lot of activists, mostly privileged white liberals, and it's not against you, right? You're not really too active in the whole BLM community. You don't, as far as I know, you don't do anything, which is good. And, uh, you know, they were trying to raise awareness by posting this picture. But a darker agenda was afoot, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions. So the idea here is whether the CIA, the NSA, or just big tech in general was behind this, it was really to suppress the actual and truly informative data about racial injustice. So this black, this black square was blasted out constantly. You know what I mean? They had to narrow it down to Tuesday, but before that it was being blasted out constantly. And and that was overtaking all of the BLM posts. And so this is why BLM activists, like the true, true higher ups were saying like, dude, no, this is not what we're about right here. Like, you know, show, show videos or, or post statistics or whatever but people got in and started posting these squares and so many people got on board dude like people that i respected actually did this and i'm like okay well unfollow you and all this you know what i mean it's just it's sad dude when when people just see something they're like i'm helping by posting a black square and it's like dude you know there's no point and and when you actually take literally like black no one's skin is black you know what I mean? Like it, it's so fucked up. It's like saying, uh, like you're like 
It's like calling us. It's like calling us. It's like calling us white too. Like I'm not white, motherfucker. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing, dude. And I'm glad you said that. I mean, yeah, I'm more. I'm more brown. I'm pink. When I get a little drunk, my face gets a little pink. You know. But I mean, it is what it is, dude. This is just the the you know cavemen in all of us. So you have BLM supporters posting black squares and anti-BLM posting black on white slash Latin slash Asian, you know, crime videos. And you're not getting the real story, right? You're getting um, an artificially hyped up social media trend here. And getting back to the main goal of our Luciferian government, it's divide and conquer, right? So to avoid this lopsided algorithm, BLM leaders actually asked, to tag Blackout Tuesday when you're posting the Black Square. And why Tuesday? Why did they choose Tuesday? Any any uh, ideas of why they chose Tuesday, Brandon? So let's see. I, I know just because all the days are named after like Greek gods have something to do with that. It sure does, dude. Greek gods, Roman gods, whatever you uh, want to get into. But like truly, it's a Nordic god tier. Um, but what we're more familiar with, familiar with uh, over here in the U.S. is the Roman god tuesday which is mars uh but in the nordic case we got a uh, tier and both of those gods represent uh war law and justice so you know who makes the laws the ones who win the wars justice is kind of a vague term um but i mean this is that divide and conquer aspect of the government dude like like you know we know that these people choose these days and these times and these symbols tuesday representing war a lot of people thought that we were in a war during that whole time. You know what I mean? Whether it was a cold war, whether it was uh, a, a small preview of a civil war, there were some very, very horrible things going on in the wake of that George Floyd killing or his death or whatever you want to call it. It was, it was, uh, it was a dark time, dude. And I think that we're about to see that again, uh, depending on how this case uh, ends up you know, finishing off because it's interesting that we're talking about this right now. And as we speak, there's a trial going on for his alleged killer. So, I mean, we'll see how this works out, dude. I think that we are in for another sort of repeat of the Rodney King riots um, and, and things like this, but it's going to be all around the country and it's going to be longer in my opinion. Dude, mentioning the, the, the Rodney King riots, I, I don't go down the the rabbit hole with you, uh, as you know, with 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 numerology. But the fun thing is, is that you look hard enough, and and you find all kinds of of, of, of numerology in almost every single event. So I got a, I got a website here, the Germinator blog, Germinator uh, blog. Actually, not even. Oh, it's, I was going to say the Germinator. That yeah. sounds like a fucking renegade germ. Yeah, or like. Uh, the new uh, the new vaccine that's being put out, right? The Germinator. Um, but how, so here you go. Uh, King Rodney King was beaten by the LAPD on three three in 1991. Uh, the police apparently, if you do a full reduction numerologically, it uh, means 33. And L, uh, LAPD, if you add up their ordinal, so the way that they appear in the um, in the alphabet, you'll get 33. There's a whole nice. uh, a whole set of like false flag uh, orders and secrecy and Masonic uh, Masonic numbers tied to the uh, number thirty three. You mentioned it earlier as such. The first day of the riots uh, were three hundred and three days after his birthday. Um, wow. Let's, let's see the mayor. Uh, okay, so if you do the 
Oh, what's what's the other one? I had another one that was like really really good. You oh, know, uh, dude, it's crazy yeah. that you say that the the three three nine one literally. Not to make this about me, but I was I was born two days after that. You know what I mean? I was born March fifth, ninety one. Well, so I mean, like, imagine it, my poor mom giving birth to a kid when like the fucking world's burning down, and and you know from what she's seeing. Well, yeah, and so more of the thirteen and ninety one. So the date Rodney King was originally beaten by the LAPD was thirteen ninety one. Well, it's one thousand. 391 weeks after the uh, Civil Rights Act was signed. How about that? How about wow. that dude? <laughs> dude. And you know, you know, you know why the 33 is significant to the Freemasons? No, tell me. So 33, uh, from what I've understood, there's a few reasons. The main reason being that 32 degrees Fahrenheit is when water's frozen. And then once it reaches 33 degrees, it's free flowing. So you get all the information. You can move around the universe and you can hear shit. But until you get to 33, the level 33, uh, you, you're you stuck in one place and you're you're not able to get all the knowledge in the universe. They don't um, go by so uh, that's why they use they don't go by Celsius, huh? <laughs> Where it's just they do not. Well, actually, but actually with Celsius, then you have one, right? One is that is that that precious number. That you, that you, that you yeah. uh, alluded to earlier, too. So, Yeah, so that's interesting, dude. There's some really cool things. A fun fact here, since we're on numerology, and then we'll move on, but uh, Jeffrey Epstein, he died at 66 years and six months old. So, uh, you know, he, we, we see that Satanist thing. And that's a fact, dude. I mean, he was 66 and six months old. Um, so, so very interesting there. Numerology is all over the place, man. I need to get more into it because i i find it fascinating but that is one that i did not know man and i know that that is probably a a, a pretty readily available there's so many dudes so yeah, many can really I, cool can can i ask like what what is do you have you thought about what to do like if you think that numerology is like a an active thing uh, in our society have you thought about what to do to like combat it like would you would you control the number of i don't know people in crowds like that, that perform at the Super Bowl, or or like what 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 would what would you throw in? Like you, you can't replace it with one now. You can't replace the four with, with sure. you can't replace it with four or 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 nine. I think or six <laughs> or you know or three or three. What? How would you go about like not letting them do this? I mean, you can't really prevent it from happening i would just say like knowing you know what i mean knowledge is power in these things a lot of people haven't even heard the term numerology right a lot of our listeners know what it is but uh in fact probably all of our listeners know what it is and a decent amount of people just out there in the world but there's a fair amount of people that aren't familiar with the significance of numbers and whether you believe in it or not um i say this about the bible too i i truly do believe that the people that are in charge of the world they follow these things. You know what I mean? They're very into the occult. Absolutely. I mean, it's there, there's there's no denying that there's some sort of, of pattern that these people follow. And this is why I always go back to like, let's just know what they're doing. Let's discuss it. Let's try and figure it out. And let's uh, let's let's blast it out there and, and educate more people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's really the only answer is just knowing and, and, and educating educating yourselves and others about it. Um, but we left off, you know, with, with the whole, uh, the social media trends, there's a lot of other trends too, right? There's not just the, the social media things, just ones in pop culture. Um, we see trends catching on all over the place. Things are based off movies, TV shows, uh, commercials even, but, uh, dude, there was this one man, and I'm going to have to read this to you a little bit. 
there's this self-care bingo. There was the, the trends were going on really big during the quarantine when it started off. Did you ever hear about self-care bingo from no. Halo Beauty? No, what is that? Dude, it is bad. I mean, it sounds like a good thing, right? Let's when see. you hear self-care, self-care is great. But check out some of these things. So like there, there was, it's a full bingo card, even complete with a free space. But these are some of the self-care uh, things that you can check off. And when you do these, you get to, uh, you know, put a little uh, Dorito chip on it or whatever you want. Binge watched Netflix. This is one of the boxes to check off for self-care. Okay, so this is self-care when you binge watch Netflix. Okay, um, forgot what day it is. This is another aspect of self-care. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So, set new goals. That's nice. I mean, you get some good ones in here. Vowed to drink more water. That's cool. How to FaceTime date. That's a self-care aspect. Does that feel like a self-care thing to you? Having a, a, a FaceTime date? Uh, masked four plus times. Literally. Masked four plus times. I, I mean, how is that self-care, dude? Uh, took a multivitamin. I mean, we're talking about some just like just the most virtue signaling shit that I've ever seen. Like forgetting what day it is, that that should not make you feel like you're caring about yourself. Like, what day is it today? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what the hell are we talking about, dude? Uh, and then the, bin, the binge watching Netflix just really got me, dude. I think that that's kind of funny. But bought a new skincare product. Yeah, support the support that that capitalist machine right there. You know, it, dude, none of this is self care, man. There are some things, yeah. Drinking more water, I, I can't poke any holes in that. I'll post this as one of the pictures just to, to let everyone know that this episode's out. It is bad, dude. It's like just like it's some old old uh, you know single white divorced three times over mom was like, let's figure out some cool way to get the kids involved and make it seem fun to be a degenerate, you know. Um, it's but, like all the, it's like all of those um, uh, mommy needs her drink of wine uh, 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 t-shirts that, that are like yeah. everywhere where it's like I'm a mom the hardest job on the planet and I'm also drunk <laughs> through half of it like red is my favorite yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah do you like the quarantini people were talking about like yeah. being on like being on quarantine having a having a quarantini at 9 a.m you know self-care cheers <laughs> so I mean it's just it's crazy to me but um one more thing uh, before we finish this up here, uh, or actually two more things, just quick. Uh, teams, like basketball teams, especially wearing goggles when they win championships. Um, it's supposedly the excuse here is to not get champagne in your eyes. However, orthodox men uh, call these modesty glasses. I'm not sure what modesty glasses are, but I always found it weird when you're seeing these basketball teams wearing like ski goggles or motocross goggles on their heads. Um, and you never really see them wearing them too often, obviously during the champagne spraying and stuff, they're going to put them on. Um, but Orthodox men will call these modesty glasses. Um, I guess I should call them modesty glasses is how you should probably say that. But, um, and then all dude, also, do you remember how, how popular traveling was getting, uh, it was be, becoming more mainstream. It's like, you know, like I love traveling. It was a joke on like people that were on dating websites, like girls with no jobs were talking about how they want to travel the world. And, and it was just becoming so popular. People are posting, um, you know, places that they want to go and sharing places that they want to go. Um, but then the quarantine happens and now no one can travel without getting their vaccine passports. And I guarantee you that travel prices, they're going to like just plummet. So anyone that wanted to travel, 
because they were being told that they want to travel off of social media, um, they're going to start learning like, hey, all I need to do is go get my vaccine and I can fly to Israel for 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy to me, dude. So, I mean, yeah. this is just kind of how, how we start to see social media just really, really having more of a dark agenda, right? It's so clear that they market it as a way to connect us and to learn new things. Social media is great, right? I mean, we, we wouldn't be here with the podcast without social media. However, it's used for a lot of, of pretty, you know, nefarious things as well. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I got one from from either even farther back. Do you remember when people when uh, Howard Stern just had this uh, like this 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 effect on the entire country, and you'd see people on the newscast? I mean, I think we were too young to hear this, but obviously it's in a whole bunch of YouTube videos. But they would scream out "Baba Booey, Baba Booey." Yeah, remember that? So "Baba Booey" is nine letters. It's two words. Nine plus two equals eleven. Nine, Baba Booey is code for nine eleven. They say. I don't know if you've heard that one before. So that's like before, wow. before social media trend. You know what I mean? Like before the social media that we call it. You know, where it's just just people, uh, like verbal bombing these news wow. newscasts all over the nation, man. Damn, dude. So say that again. So Baba Booey is nine letters altogether. It's two. So words. how do you spell it? B A B A. Yeah, and then a space, and then B O O E Y. So Damn. that's that's nine letters and that's two words and nine plus two is eleven. So Baba Booey is code for nine eleven. It's just one one of the Damn, comments. Damn, dude, that look I at you. That, that is good, dude. Dude, you look can you, if you if you really want if you really want to dig into numerology, we can find all kinds of. I could probably find you your birthday in in quite a, in quite a few of the police badges for people who were there uh, on the day that George Floyd was killed, man. So we we could do that. Damn, dude. Damn. Brandon coming in with the Baba Booey equaling 9-11. Look at that. And you guys hated him. Look at this. He's, doing, he's coming, coming up with some fire. Congratulations, buddy. Welcome to the club. Okay. That is good. That's good stuff then, Brandon. And I, um, and I, I will also agree with you that uh, uh, adv- advocacy for BLM is bullshit. Everybody uh, give money. Give money like I did. <laughs> is, that, is that also something oh. you want to agree with here? <laughs> No, absolutely not. Fuck BLM. <laughs> they don't help any black people. All that money goes to Bernie Sanders. You know, a side note on Bernie Sanders, Brandon, he wants uh, minimum wage to go to $15. Do you know what the minimum wage in Vermont is? Uh, no, what is it? Ten seventy-five. I think it's actually eleven twenty-five now. But it's like, why doesn't he want minimum wage to be $15 there before it's anywhere else? And you'll say, well, living expenses are cheaper there. Well, I mean, they're cheaper in Oklahoma as well, but they want it to be 15 there. So, I mean, why don't you lead by example, Bernie? But uh, with that being said, dude, let's get into the Super Bowl, okay? So the Super Bowl, right? I mean, this is one of those very, very ritualistic, uh, highly energized events every day, and more specifically, the halftime show. This is something where... Um, you know, always increasingly becoming more and more dark. We're starting to see more references to the Bible. We're starting to see references to Satan, Luciferianism, uh, just just dark arts in general. It seems like a big spells being cast on people. And the reason for this is because it has the most eyes on it of any event, right? No one's freaking watching TV anymore. I mean, it's just like this is the one event where a lot of people are, are there's a lot of eyes on this event at the same time. So why not, you know, kind of, um, you know, leverage that energy into whatever message they want to get across? 
Um, so with that being said, the first ever Super Bowl is on uh, January 15th, 1967, 115, 1967. The numerology of that is three. Okay. And three is the number of the child, more importantly, of magic, magic with a K, communication and expression. So this is why they would use that date, that specific date with the numerology ending in three. And you, it doesn't matter. It, it could be that date. It could be any other date. And it could have ended with the three numerology and it will have the same effect. But they chose this date because of the magic, the mass communication that they can get out and the expression, freedom of expression. Free, like they, They're able to, to really push their message out more successfully with an event that started on this specific date, January 15, 1967. The reason three is the number of the child is because it's a metaphorical child. It's brought from forth from two parents. So you get the dad being number one, the mom being number two, and then the child being number three. Now, three also represents Jupiter, which we talked about with the swastika symbol, that Guru Ave. And Jupiter is the most important planet astrologically. It's the crown chakra. So you get it over and over again. You get this three symbolism and anything that's important. And again, referencing what we talked about, it's mocking the Holy Trinity. You look like you had something to say. No, no, no. It's all it's all very uh, amusing to me, and I like I like seeing you 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 spin the the numerology. So so go forward with uh, with how, how at the weekend. I mean, this, this is the most recent halftime show, obviously. Yeah, well, don't be a dick because you came out with the best numerology thing that I've heard right now. So don't don't act like you know more, okay? Um, you know, but <laughs> with that being said, dude, uh, yeah, the weekend. I mean, this is a, a a very very good example of something where, I mean, the dude's wearing red and black, right? And we talked about that again, referencing our Nazi thing. The Nazis knew how to harness colors, how to harness symbols, how to har harness energy in their sigils, and they used red and black Trump. on their flag. Trump's uh, Trump's favorite color coordination too, right? Well, that's also the Republican thing too. I don't I don't know how much he wears black. I know red and white was a big a big thing for a him, black, especially for like the hat. It was like a black suit with a red power tie, right? Oh sure. Well, yeah. I mean, like that's how uh, any any politician either wears a blue or a black suit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it could be those are powerful colors. I mean, they they are for sure. Um, as, as we just mentioned here, um, you know, the weekend and we're going to get into Shakira a little bit here too. She was wearing red and black when she did that infamous, uh, all mocking tongue, but, uh, let's start with the weekend here, man. So to start a figure floats down during the weekend's halftime show from up above and the weekend whose real name was Abel. It still is Abel. He's not dead. As far as I know, his real name is Abel Tesfe, and he comes up from underneath uh, you know, this this city on a hill with all of these drones, all these robots just chanting. Uh, the the bleachers kind of part from underground and up pops Abel or Abaddon, right? Abel, Abaddon, Abaddon, Abaddon is um he you know coming out from this bottomless pit, and the Hebrew Abaddon or Avadon meaning doom, and where the the word abandon actually comes from. So this is the archangel of the abyss. So again. Abel or the weekend coming up from above ground, representing abandonment or doom or whatever you want to call it coming up from hell while Satan is falling from the sky. And, and you can rewatch the, the halftime show again. Um, if you, if you, um, you know, feel like we're not representing it accurately here, but it's absolutely what happened. 
Um, it's also known as the King Army of Locusts is what Abaddon is. So there's nothing good. There's nothing pure about this beginning ceremony. And then you can go through the rest of the ceremony. It's pretty much uh, very interesting how everyone's wearing bandages over their faces. He's in a room where he seems lost. He's seeing himself. It looks like a house of mirrors type situation. Um, the, the significance with the, the face bandaging and the masks, it's literally representing what we're going through now, right? No one has distinguished features uh, unless, you know, you're a, a girl with a fat ass and yoga pants. That's the only way that people can really tell if you're hot or not now because you got shit over your face. So it's, it's really difficult to, to know. But um, let's get to the one before that with Shakira and J-Lo. You remember that one, right? That was a fun one. Everyone was like all excited about Shakira and J-Lo together, two Miami legends. Was that last year or was that was that Miami? Yeah, that was Miami, right? I think so. So yeah. I believe so. And then we, we did Tampa Bay this year. So, uh, you know, two Florida's back to back. I might be wrong about that, but um, let, let, let's just get into the Shakira and uh, J-Lo stuff. So, um, you know, she blatantly does. Remember that that scene where she does that all mocking tongue where she kind of like sticks her tongue out and looks yeah, like yeah. she's eating ass or something. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. It's what I jerk off to these days. But yeah, go ahead. Your favorite part? <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of cringeworthy, in my opinion. I thought it was too obvious. Like, And I remember I was watching it with my parents, you know, and these are family events. So like when you see a girl or a woman dressed the way she was doing something so sexual and you're sitting next to your mother, it's kind of weird, right? And dude, like there's been other hacks going on during the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember that one year where they hacked into it and they showed like a porn a girl like sucking a dude off. You remember that? No. It was only about five. It was like five seconds, man. But it was like literally halftime during the halftime show. Someone hacked in and played um, a, a portion of a porn a, of an adult movie. Um, it, it's crazy. You don't remember that, dude. You probably weren't watching it that year because it was that's, very clear. That, or maybe you weren't it. watching it in Tucson. Maybe it was just in Tucson. Yeah, it's Fight Club shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, dude. I mean, it was pretty, pretty interesting. But so you get that, um, you know, J-Lo was was wearing the goat head right over her crotch. It looked like Baphomet. I mean, it was it was clear. Um, so, I mean, we see this over and over again, dude. The first ever halftime show, man. I don't know if you know, um, but the U of A marching band played the University of Arizona marching band. This is the school that's right down the street from our homes uh, played in the first ever Super Bowl. So that's a fun fact for all of my Tucson uh natives here very very fun stuff i'm not sure what they have to do with satan but i'm sure it's something okay well we have uh, the we also have the uh the the uh, uh was it arizona state university got the got the sun devils here who i know your dad uh they they might as well be satan how much yeah <laughs> well dude i mean you know it, it is interesting to call yourself a sun devil you know they got the blue devils i think for uh for duke if it if, if it's duke I, i'm not a big sports guy man but i do find it interesting with the mascots and you're gonna see uh you know like christian school mascots being banned before you get the sun devils or the blue devils being banned you're gonna see the patriots the new england patriots become racist before people are offended about the sun devils okay um, but dude, with, with that being said, man, I want to move into on our Patreon. I want to talk about OJ Simpson, the case there and the parallels that we are seeing, or I should say the inversion that we're seeing with the Derek Chauvin, uh, and the Floyd case, uh, very, very similar, but opposite. Right. So, um, we're going to get into this and the whole thing, um, just as a teaser. I mean, if you think about it real quick, you've got 
uh, a black man on trial for killing white people that happened after some riots. And then right here with the Chauvin case, you have a white man on trial for killing a black man that caused riots. So that alone is a complete inversion. It's the opposite of what happened back in the 90s. So, um, I mean, I appreciate you guys listening. If you want to support us, head over to Patreon. It's only three bucks to listen to the remaining uh, 30 minutes or so of this conversation. Um, we have still available on uh, Instagram for right now. You can DM me uh, to get some t-shirts. We've got some great designs coming out all the time. We're going to come out with a new one here pretty shortly. Have a really great uh, competition for uh, who can leave the funniest review, who can make me and Brandon laugh the most with the review. You're going to get two shirts and a bundle of stickers uh, just for free. You don't even have to pick up shipping. We will send two people uh that make us laugh the most we'll send you send you some good stuff so if you don't have apple uh maybe you can just comment uh on a picture or you can just uh you know dm me and and cry about how you can't afford an apple phone or something you know make make us laugh somehow because you know we're staring into the abyss and we need to laugh a little bit here okay um with that being said though guys hit us up for cash app uh, for Venmo or for PayPal, and you'll get the information on how to uh, purchase a shirt. They're only $20. We pick up shipping. Um, I mean, fun stuff, man. We're just trying to grow the show and trying to get out more cool information like this to everybody and also make it kind of fun. Some of these factual shows are kind of dumb. Uh, but what, what are your closing thoughts here, Brandon? Just guys, be sure to also be posting your stuff onto to Facebook. It's a little bit more uh, friendly for, for commenting, uh, commenting with images as opposed to Instagram. So there's that. And then for any of the, uh, the contact information that, that Ryan just listed, if you can't find it anywhere else, uh, hit us up at the, the email. So that's dangerous world podcast at gmail.com. And that's about it, man. I'll see you guys on the Patreon. Yeah. And if you're looking to get to the Patreon guys, again, $3 and it's dangerousworld.com slash, or I'm sorry, patreon.com slash dangerous world. Look at me trying to put us in, in front. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is fun stuff, guys. Look forward to seeing you over there. You can part with that $3, okay? If you haven't already, just grow up, okay? Grow up and give us $3 a month. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.